This podcast contains adult language. DigitalDarren.com. Today is October 23rd, 2019, and this is week eight picks and kicks. Your cut of fabulous are one and seven. So week eight picks and kicks. If you're new or if you haven't paid attention to last week's picks and kicks or the rapper action, we aren't doing rapper action anymore this year. The Falcons suck. We're going to follow the Falcons into picks and kicks. We're going to spend the first however many minutes talking about the Falcons. And for our Patreon listeners, we'll break out the Falcons part and put that in Patreon for you guys. So you can have, you know, your Falcons content. But for everybody else, it'll be tied into the normal picks and kicks. So with that being said, Calhoun, as always, what's up, homie? What's going on, my guy? Chilling. So let's go on and talk Falcons, then let's go to the league as a whole. Okay. Any thoughts on the game? Yeah, they're trash. Uh, Matt Ryan got hurt, and now we're sitting here talking about he made then I haven't ruled him out for Sunday's game for some reason. I don't know why. Offense can do a damn thing. Defense still look like trash. Uh, there was a number 35 who was in the game at safety now. I don't know for some reason. It's like KZ fucked Dan Quinn White. He refused to put him at safety. Uh, our edge rushers are hilarious. Not, our zone scheme is pathetic. The announcers called us out all game on some of the ineptitudes of the Falcons. Being that KZ is not safety, being that you keep dropping Vic Beasley in the coverage. Deion Jones is a thing of the past. I mean, the fight between Devontae Freeman and Aaron Donald, well, I couldn't even say fight or scuffle because he just held his little ass up. You literally a grown man picked your little ass up off the ground. You mean you shouldn't be getting you should be on pussy probation for a year after that. And then what was the alarming was it was a sea of white and the referees around Devontae Freeman. And so-called brotherhood, not none of them bitches or them hoes came over to even stick up for their teammate. So it's just indicative. Before the game, they had Pastor Char come in with no more playing GA. That came out 20 years ago. So I don't know why he would even bring him in there. So I, it's just, it just showed just how pathetic the Falcons have become, and they've checked out on Dan Quinn. It was laughable, man. The score was 37-10. It was laughable. So – one takeaway from the game Sunday from me, Matt Ryan cannot get hurt. And it's going to tie to the Muhammad's a new thing later. Matt, this season, nobody can get hurt because now you're at the point you need to cut bail and restart this whole thing over. Like, it's time to let go of everybody who you – it's time to let go of everybody. Now you're thinking, hey, how can we get back to being a good team in the next four or five years? Because whoever gets this job next – it's going to be a rebuild at some point in their tenure. It's going to be a rebuild in the first year they get it. Well, it depends because, again, a lot of you guys are still saying the Falcons with Julio, with Matt, they can win with another coach, which, you know, we're going to talk probably about this team later. You're going to be the San Diego Chargers. San Diego kept fooling themselves into thinking they can win with Phil Rivers until now they can't win with Phil Rivers. Now as a franchise, they're at, a crossroad. they're at the same crossroads the Falcons is. You need to let Melvin go and go. You need to let Phillip Rivers go. And you need to start working for, toward the future. 
Same thing with the Falcons. You need to get you need to maximize Julio's value, Matt Ryan's value before people look up and they're too old or not as they don't have the same shine they did at first. So I think Matt and for that reason, Matt and Julio can't get hurt. Because you need to start seeing who you have for next year. We've already established players like Ito Smith, KZ, Grady Jarrett, Jack Crawford, um the what I can't pronounce the African kid name, the linebacker. Like these are people who can stay. Number fifty four. I don't I don't think Jack Crawford should. Uh, I think I think those greater Jerry, you're gonna have Deion Jones a lot then. I mean don't mean stars, you mean he could be on the team. Yeah, oh, that's what I'm saying. He locked in. I mean <coughs> I mean a talent. Austin Hooper's another one. Uh, what's funny is I think they're starting to talk about that there may be listening to Trey Austin Trey offers for Austin Hooper. Which is stupid. Any young talent that they do have, they should keep. Any other old veteran talent that they have, they should leave. The Mahomes new trade is only good if that's the road we're going down. If you're not about to go down that road and trade a Matt, trade a Julio, trade a True Front, Jack Matthew, Jake Matthews, Beach. If you're not about to do that, then I have no idea why you would do the Mahomes new trade. Like, it would make no sense. Unless you're going, I mean, I, I understand the whole thing, but they don't want to sign him next year. But he's cheap. He's super cheap. He's only three million. Yeah, he, and he's and he's your utility guy. And yeah, the perception the perception of him is more than what his actual stats say. He's the heart of the team. Man, he is he is the he is the blood of the team. So well, like, and that's why the Falcons need dialysis. If he's the blood of the team, the Falcons need dialysis. Think about it. Matt's not very vocal. We were talking about Julio the other day. Julio just come do his job and get out of here. He's just great. But Julio is not no. He do his, he does his job. Get the hell on him. On to the next one. Devontae Freeman, like nobody does that. No, nobody does all that stuff. So that's why the biggest thing you can say about Muhammad Sanu is he cares. Right, and they can utilize him in all different ways. We just don't. Shout out to him for going to a winner. Like kudos to him for. Somebody like him should be able to put themselves in the position to be a super to win the Super Bowl because he cares. And on a team full of nice guys, he's not a bad guy, but he's somebody who actually says something. So it is good to see him in a position that he may win the Super Bowl. I agree. So, so kudos to him. Back to, I, go ahead. And back to the Falcons. I'm with at this point, no, don't fire Dan Quinn. And I know that sounds alarming because I was on the whole fire him this week trying. But there's no reason for someone else to come in and put their hands on this. <coughs> this is just like when you get your car fixed and some and a mechanic mess it all the way up. You take someone else and they be like, I don't want to even touch it. You know what I mean? Or just like if you have so many different surgeries from a bad surgeon, another doctor tell you, like, I, because of the stuff they do, I don't want to put my hands on it or my name on it because there's nothing we can do. So I don't even. I don't even know if it'll be good to have another coach come in here at this point. What has to happen, though, is the whole front office and the coaching staff has to be gone at the end of the year. And I don't say we go away from that. So, let me come back and ask you this. I think Dimitrov is going to survive this. I have a very strong... If I were a bit man, I would bet Dimitrov survives this. And we talked about this several times off the blank fires up. But on the flip side, if you're Dimitrov, you can, you can you have low-hanging fruit to say, hey, I got the players Dan Quinn wanted. I did everything Dan Quinn asked me to do. He just couldn't make it work. 
This wasn't my vision for the team. This was Dan's vision of the team. Nah, he got to go too. Nah, nah. I, I think everybody agrees. and But I'm saying that the realistic side of it is he has a very low-hanging fruit for how he can save his job. He does. He, I mean, he has some, but he has this just be another. This be another indictment on Arthur Blank, who's at the end of the day is the problem with the with this team. Arthur Blank is the problem. Uh, you mentioned it. All he does is hire up. Everybody who's been in the building is back in the building. Like Greg Knapp is in the building. Mike Malarkey's in the building. Dirk Cutter's in the building. You know, uh, Rich McKay is in the building. Uh, everyone who's been in the building is in the building. And that's the problem. So. Uh, one of the biggest problems in all this stuff is, of course, Arthur Blank. But now it's just it's translated to the field. That's it. After seeing this and after being embarrassed in the season that, that they're having, that's it for the Falcons. That game was a joke. I think that, I mean, the game, we could just say else all around. There's no aspect of anybody getting an A or anything other than the from individual players to the collective. And Matt Ryan got hurt, and like is and the problem I have with these losses is like um Kyler Murray last week, like Deshaun Watson, like Marcus Mario, they're gonna make Jared Goff and the Rams seem like the headline on ESPN was um Ramsey makes a big difference for the Rams. He didn't make a fucking difference for the Rams. They just played the Falcons, and the question was thrown out that all the Falcons the worst team in the NFL. No, because you had the Dolphins and the Redskins, but in the Bengals, but. They are the fourth worst team, and I didn't know that one of those teams had a win. The Red, I forgot the Redskins had a win, so the Falcons could arguably against Miami. Against Miami. The Falcons could arguably finish with a worse record than the Redskins, and higher draft position than the Redskins. Ain't no difference between those team and this team. I was I was listening to one of those networks, and they were saying the difference between those team and this team is this team has talent. That, that's exactly what the other one was saying. You you can all you always say overestimation of talent, or whatever. You look at them other rosters, man. The Falcons have way better than those rosters. The, the Falcons, <coughs> it's, it's three teams in the season that is just all just ultra disappointing. The Falcons won. The Chargers is another, and uh, Philadelphia. I don't know what's up with them clowns, but those, those are the three teams that are just so disgraceful in how they're doing, and they have too much talent to be in the position that they're in. So, I mean, it's just pathetic. Recap of last week, what you think? You still want to talk about these bomb man No, let's go on. I mean, we're giving else. The Sanu trade goes. I mean, the Sanu trade. The big things that stuck out to me were Matt Ryan getting hurt. Thank God is not serious. If And two, you and know. Parker right now for a minute. Week in, week out, he gets crying. Every week. And the, they're actually saying something stupid as let's bring him back on the field in a losing season. Why would you even do that after he gets hurt? That line is not – what is up with that line? I, that, our rookie needs help. They refuse to scheme that kid some help while he having these growing pains. The Lindstrom kid is able to do walkthroughs of practice this week, and they're talking about will they just go ahead and rule him out for the rest of the year – not to rush him on back, mainly because of probably because of how the season is going. If that's the case, why would you take your franchise and risk him back there? Uh, do you see the hits he get week in, week out? 
Well, I mean, they on Matt Ryan ass. Let's, not to keep talking about this game, but Dante Fowler look like he invented football. Man. Aaron Donald's an Aaron Donald. And, you know. Dante Fowler was the one that was speaking out of half. Again, guess where he was coming from? They are, I don't know. I like McGarity. Uh, but this is something that can mess up your, your, this is something that can mess you up long term. It can because he's not being coached. Well, he's making the same mistakes week in, week out. They're just beating them. And they're not even helping this kid. They're not chipping. They're not leaving someone else in. They're not moving him to guard and maybe have some bread on the house. Like, they're not helping this kid at all. Like, they got you on the island. You figure it out. And week in, week out, he get wills by everybody. Everybody take their time with this kid. Yeah. I don't think he's that bad. But... They're going to have to coach them up, which they don't do. So if you, if, if, if you coach them up, you scheme them up, and they're not doing neither. They're not doing neither. And so that's the problem. Yeah. Now, right. what was your second thing? I'm sorry, I, I interrupted. No, so first was, you know, them trading some new. Well, first was the Matt Ryan, what we just talked about, them trading some new. And third, kind of what we talked about for the past two or three weeks, they've come down this crossroads and, like, the Muhammad Sanu thing is just going to have more people asking, are we going down this rebuild or are we going for it now? Because even if you, I mean, and this is a question that, you know, I told you this, that Dimitrov them aren't making any big moves while their jobs are on the line like this. Like, they aren't going to do anything super crazy. Like, I think that, and I think the fact that they did trade Muhammad Sanu is a hint that Dimitrov is going to stay. Like, whenever you have, because right now, nothing's going to make your team better. They aren't going nine and zero to make the playoffs. Nah, nothing's going to make your team better. So, like now at this point, you need to be like, hey, it needs to be the NBA. Either we're going to make the playoffs or we're going to bottom out, so we can get the best, so we can get the best draft pick and a boatload of draft picks. And so, if we're going to follow that thing, then you know we need to start looking at Matt. Start looking. I posted a list on Twitter. We need to be Santa Claus making our list and checking it twice. The Falcons should walk away from this year with the biggest known cash of picks in NFL history. Like, they should walk away with this this season with no minimum than 15 picks in the next three years. Within the, net, within the first three rounds, actually. Yeah, well, I'm saying the next three years, they should have 15 picks in the first three rounds. You were saying Jalen Rounds will get you two first rounds. Matt Ryan and Julio first Jones round. should get you 10 picks between the two. Right, and he got you two first rounders and a fourth at quarterback. Like, grant, granted, he's if he's not the best quarterback, he's top two, three. But with the way to lead various quarterbacks, and we have a good one, regardless of what people, the fan base says, nationally, everyone knows what Matt Ryan is, and we have arguably the best wide receiver. Both of those positions are over cornerbacks, and if Jalen Ryan's going to get you two ones and a four, what the hell you think Matt Ryan can get you, and what you think Julio Jones can get you? And I'm going to tell you like this. I'll, I'll link them to those Albatross contracts that we can't get rid of. Yeah, you got to get Julio, but guess who else you got to get? Vic Beasley. Yeah, you got to get Matt Ryan, but guess who else you got to get? True fun. I'll link them to the other players to get other players off their team. I'm not as down on the Beasley contract as you are. And honestly, I was thinking to myself, I'm not even as down on Beasley as I should. It's $12 million for a guy that got you half. I don't even think he got half a sack this year. But the coaches done put him in pass coverage more than they done rushed him. Me too. This is amazing to me. 
I don't understand what you see. Now, granted, what's no, I don't see anything. I'm saying like, so we talk about being put in position to succeed, right? Yeah. Your son's in art. So your son loves art. He's really good at art. All he does every day, art. He's really good. He's won some competitions. People have come in on him. You ship him off to a goddamn military school. You're not helping him to succeed. If you're going to encourage him and help him to succeed, you put him in that art school that said, hey, we'll give you a full scholarship if you bring your son here. And that's what the Falcons are doing. They're sending Vic Beasley to military school when he don't, his, they don't get in trouble. He just want to paint and goddamn draw. As true as that is, even when he rushes, he doesn't have any moves. I mean, he doesn't. So, again, is he going to be that 15 sack Vic Beasley? No. Is he going to be 10 sack Vic Beasley? He no. can be 8 sack Vic Beasley. I think, and I think that that's the that's difference. That's not worth 12 million dollars. Maybe not worth twelve million dollars, but again, that's only a one-year deal. That was this year. Vic Beasley is a middle of the road player with the Falcons. Again, once he goes somewhere else, but he can get a real, he can get a middle of the road contract after this year. I wouldn't give him shit. Vic Beasley is a waste of a roster space. That's just being honest. Tap McKinley have more talent than he does. I disagree. I actually think he's been. I think he, Tap McKinley is the biggest bag of fools dope in the in Atlanta. Yeah, that's buff fools though, but his motor's more. He has a bigger motor. He's stronger. He's more. Uh, he's more physical. That's and he does the, his best. Vic Beasley's best. Tap McKinley hasn't touched stats wise. I mean, we can't go by that fifteen and a half sack season. He that did was, it, regardless of whether you think it's real or fake or whatever. He did it. That. But regardless, Tat McKinley hasn't done it. So if we're going to do anything, Vic Beasley, Vic Beasley proven if you put him in that space, he can succeed. What if, is Vic Beasley before? Well, didn't he have like a four or six game set? He had a four, uh, four. He had a four yeah. game set. He had a four set game or something. Yeah, like but even then, if you if you average it out, he get eight. He can get eight sacks a year. Yeah, I don't yeah. think Tat McKinley can get eight sacks a year. That being said, Vic Beasley, let's be real. I would take him over Tat, and I think I think that the difference between him and Tat is Tat rushes every play. I've never seen Tat in coach. I see Vic Beasley in coach all the time. Huh? Dan Quinn do it to both of them. Whenever he does that three, who do you see in coverage more? They both are. So listen, whenever they do that three man rush shit, they drop both of them in coverage. I see Tat and I see Vic in coverage more than Tat, but neither one of them are worth discussing. This long story short, neither one of them are discussing like this. They can get rid of both of them. I'm, I'm I could agree with that. I don't have a problem with that. And if they're not doing that, then the Muhammad Sanu trade was stupid <coughs> because one for draft picks and not players, which is fine if you're going to build for the future. But if you're doing that, then you have to do that with the team. But if they just did that once because. The Panthers call like we'll give you a second round for Homer Sanu. Oh, okay, good. That's that's the value. Then that doesn't make any sense. Then that's no direction again with that team. So if you're not blowing it up, what are you doing? Let's wrap that's it up with the Falcons. This is 18 minutes and 40. That is the wrap up for the Falcons. <laughs> All right. So. Now, a recap of the last few games. I don't know where I put Well, we don't need to recap. Let's just go on and talk. Let's go on. And we'll recap when we talk about this week's games. We'll need to recap later. So, first game is Washington and Minnesota. The line is Minnesota by 16. Kirk Cousins on five. Washington sucks. They do suck. And they in Minnesota. How much of Kirk Cousins being on five is fool's goal? He's a capable quarterback. Man, it's, They're 5-2, 3-0 oh at home. 
he's capable. If they do right by Kirk Cousins, he's a capable quarterback. He's not elite. He's not good. He's not Matt Ryan, though. But he's capable. He's 30, he's 30 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, almost 4,500 yards last year, if not 45. So, But those numbers are deceptive because he'll throw four interceptions in the game you have to win. I mean, I'm not. That's why he's where he is. He's not elite. He's not. He's these. And with his receiving core, yeah, he's he's what he is. Kirk Cousins is dying to fuck the fans of Minnesota. I mean, he's he, dying to. He done lose them. He done. He done. He he looked like the perfect employee. He dying to screw them over. He waiting to steal, goddamn, his batch of money. Yeah, but it won't be with Redskins. Give me them and give me the line. All right. <laughs> Who you got? Man, I got Minnesota. The only reason I take sixteen is pretty high lines because he's on fire and Washington sucks. But they like, they're ready to tax, so as long as they go in that way, they can get to sixteen. But if they start that Dalvin Cook show, then nah. Nah. Well, the problem with Kirk Cousins, this would be a game he throws three interceptions and they'll still win, but he'll have a shitty game. So, but next game, one o'clock Sunday, Eagles at Bills. Line is Buffalo by one and a half. I take the Eagles. I think the Bills are five and one, the worst five and one team in history. I think the Eagles aren't that good, but I think they're better than Buffalo. This is a hard one for me because I haven't seen Buffalo, honestly. Josh uh-huh. Allen, this sucks. They win in spite of Josh Allen. They have a good defense, but they win in spite of Josh Allen. But they got a good defense. I'm not familiar with their running game. I don't know much about their wide receivers. I don't know much about their like they're one of those teams you have to watch. But I don't know. Eagles looking real bad. I'm going to go Bills just because they're home. So, Eagles look bad. Again, I said but, this on our Quarterback Steakhouse podcast, 2.0. Go check that out. You guys laughed me out the room when I said, hey, should they even ask the question about Carson Wentz over Nick Foles? You got one thing right. I guess you got to get your, your goddamn dick stroke week in, week out. One thing right. Everybody said you was right. That's not enough for you, is it, Walter? No, I'm All saying right. so. The listeners need to know that. Hey, sometimes we our digital Darren is right, but do you you have to have that conversation? Like, and that's all I was saying at the time. Like, I wasn't saying key. I said had a conversation, just like right now. For the fa- we bring it back to the facts. They were being responsible. If they did have a conversation about blowing this team up. Like, even if you decide to keep this team, like, or keep you know the collective players. It's being irresponsible if you don't even bring it up. Hey, is it time to blow this up? Hey, is it time to trade, trade Matt? That would be irresponsible to your fans and the people who spend money with you. I mean, they was in the rock and the hard place, and they chose the hard place over the rock. So, ultimately, where does Carson Wentz? Ultimately, where does Carson Wentz land? Like, is he? Does he wind up being a good quarterback? What does he wind up being? I think he ends up being a less talented Matt Ryan. That's more. That's more mobile. Carson Wentz don't move the needle at all, and it's not because of the offensive line. It's not because he don't have receivers. It's not because they don't have a run game. I don't think him and Doug Peterman on the same page. And that's the part with Nick Foles. Like I told, I remember saying that they got chemistry together. And if it's and again somewhere else, he probably excel. But he don't have a good chemistry with that team, and that's why that team looks like that. And one of the things, and I want to just, I'm not going to say this, when quarterbacks and coaches have chemistry, you tell. Sean Payton and Drew Brees, you can tell that shit. Like when Bruce Aarons had Ben Roethlisberger rolling, you could tell that shit. Like when 
Bruce Arians went to Arizona and had um not Arizona was it Arizona when he had Kurt Warner that year and they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, yo, you could tell when Matt Ryan and Kyle Shanahan when shit sync up with the quarterback and the coach, you can tell. And these two don't sync. So and even Nick Foles and Doug Peterman, you can tell when it and like when it don't sync, it just look normal. When you can tell when it sync, it's confusing when it don't sync. So well, when it don't sync, you be like, what's going on with that team? Well, the problem is the quarterback and the coach ain't syncing. They're not on the same page. That team ain't on the same page. On the same page. Yo, and so. that's what's going on. Go back to the game. You got Buffalo winning. I, you you got them covering. I'm assuming. Yeah, and this is this is with the asterisk because literally this is. I, I mean, I've seen the Jets twice. I've seen a lot of red zone. Like even on red zone, you don't see the Bills. So I, I don't know nothing about the Bills. What I do know that five one, they got to stop defense, and that's about it. So I'm just banging on defense and at home, but I don't have no confidence in that pit. But the Eagles just suck, so that's why I got them. Next one o'clock game: the Chargers at the Bears. Oh. Line is chart Chicago by four. That Mitchell Trubisky is a real problem. He sucks. He's a real Chicago problem. has to be begging. They have to be begging the fact the Falcons to trade Matt Ryan. Like Chicago has to be sitting there saying, "Look, anybody, Carolina, um, the Falcons, the Chargers, hey." If you the charge GM, you go. Why you at here? You like, hey, what would you give us for Fear Rivers? Man, that's all I was saying. Even Teddy Bridgewater is for Mitch Trubisky is a real problem. I, nobody asked of their defense what the Bears asked for their defense, and as bad as the Chargers being, I don't know if I could bet against them with the Bears. I mean, Phil River looked very pedestrian, but and the Bears are gonna have a field day. But Jesus Christ, Mitch Trubisky is terrible. You remember and this was on the program when Joe Klein got hurt and on the linebacker who couldn't read, he was like, damn it, now we got to pitch shutouts. Right. That's, <laughs> that's what the Bears are saying. Damn it, we got to pitch shutouts. Boy, who you got? I got, in a game like this, you take the best quarter. You, I got Phil Rivers. The only thing that would stop me from getting get picking the Chargers is, so let me say it like this. Why would why I would pick the Bears? I'm pro and con this for both teams. Bears have a great defense. They're at home. West Coast team coming east. That's the pros to picking the Bears. The con to picking the Bears is Mitchell Trubisky, Mitchell Trubisky, Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, yeah, and Mitchell Trubisky. Right. The pro of picking the Chargers, Mitchell Trubisky, Mitchell Trubisky, Mitchell Trubisky, Mitchell Trubisky. The con of picking the Chargers, they're coming east. One o'clock start, everything else. And all that said. Look like trash. Bears got Cleo Mack in that in that defense. Like this isn't a good game for Phillip Rivers, man. Phillip Rivers been looking bad. You been looking old flat old flabby and sick, but again, man, that goddamn Mitchell Bisky is real hard. Man, I don't even know how you said that with your fan base, honestly. Mr. Trubis. And if they're a passionate fan base. I bet they're up there killing them on sports radio. Please trade by the deadline. <laughs> I want to see Matt Ryan go to Nelson because I find fan base be on his dick so hard. But I want to see a good NFL. And Matt Ryan with the Bears, I think they go to the ship, buddy. If, if not the NFC Championship game. There's only three teams right now. The Bears put their name in that hat instantly. But with Mr. Trubisky, boy, they're going to be a hard, they're going to be hard for them to get to the playoff. And everything on them folks. We can look at their division. 
Green Bay is probably in the playoffs. They're, Green Bay and Minnesota are in two positions, sitting good to make the playoffs. The flip side of that is, let's look at it. Detroit is 2-3-1. and one. Chicago is 3-3. Three and three. They lose this game. Hold on now. Like it's Detroit and Chicago are battling for for that. And to be honest with you, two of them, them Detroit game could have went that way. Could the Green Bay game a rough fuck them. And they were up on the Cardinals with eighteen points. Right, and Kansas City had to take them folks to the water. Detroit was ahead. So Green that Green Detroit could easily be five or two right now. Easy. And we going to Detroit next. I think they're going to win their next game. But, again, both of these – Chicago loses, Detroit wins, which is what I think. Detroit is sitting ahead of Chicago. And if they lo- if Chicago lose and Mitch Trubisky is down the fucking up. And this is why Thomas Dimitrov is in – this is why the Falcons – bring it back to the Falcons. This is why the Falcons are in such a shitty situation. Thomas Dimitrov can't go to them. He can't be bold enough to go to them and say, hey, let's get ripped on what would you take from Matt Ryan. Because he knows he won't see the fruits of the he won't reap the fruits of the, the benefit of that trade. He'll never get to see a draft pick. So that's why you that's why if you Dimitrov, he's not thinking like that. I'm not gonna be here for it anyway. So what? Yeah, we gotta get him out of here. Who you got in this game? I got the Chargers. I know you got the Bears. So I, I wouldn't bet this line. If you looking at Ben. I wouldn't bet. I would not bet this one. Two games so far, we talking. I wouldn't bet. That's this game and that Eagle Bills game. I would bet the Eagles Bills. I think the Bills don't cover. I think the I Eagles win. But I would not bet. I would stay. I wouldn't touch this game with with somebody else's money. I wouldn't fuck this game with somebody else's dick. <laughs> oh, that what baby said. I wouldn't fuck Foxy with another cat dick. Yeah, what are you talking about? I would. No, not this game. Who you got the next game? Next game is the Giants and the Lions. The Lions is Detroit by seven and a half, six and a half. Think the Lions are a little high, but give me Detroit. I think Daniel Jones is going to be good. I think Matthew Stafford is going to be the most accomplished quarterback in NFL history. So numbers wise, which is going to prove the point why numbers don't matter. I think Lions. Uh, Giants not that good of a team. Daniel Jones had a slump last week. I don't think that's who he is though. Uh, Saquon Barkley got nicked up again. Until they get that run game right, they got some growing to do. They'll be all right. Next couple of years, where I got the job. I mean, on the Lions. Who's the next one? Oh, not that line though. I, I don't like that seven. I don't like that seven point line. Tampa Bay, it, the Titans. The line is Tennessee by two and a half. And I'm so disappointed in this game. It's trash. Marcus, no, I'm disappointed because Marcus Mariota is so shitty. He couldn't end up his end of the bar. He couldn't last to this game. For the one last loser leaves town match between him and James, like all he had to do was make his ass to this game to get the fans what they wanted to see. You want to be a wrestling fan, so every once in a while on pay per views, <clears throat> the heavyweight championship of the world wouldn't be the final match. It may be a super special grudge match, or it may be whatever, whatever, whatever. But what happened was more times than not, the heavyweight championship match was such a great match that all the energy was out of the building for this grudge match. And that's what's happening right now. Like, all the energy is out of this building. for All the energy is lit air out of that balloon because Marcus Mariota didn't fill up his part of the grudge match. I actually got James winning. I think Ryan Tannehill sucks. I think I think all of them suck. But I think Bruce, I take the best coach in this situation, the best commodity in this situation, which is Bruce Arians. He'll win. Them folks really, and really out of control. Tyson, a shit ton of trouble. They got to get everybody fired. 
Ron Tannehill is your starter coming off the bench. And Merrick, it's just too much now. I got the Bucks, And the Bucks is a real shitty team. <laughs> no, they're not. Jameis Winston is a shitty player. And that's why the Bucks look like that. And they give him every chance to prove it. They, they got to get him out of here, too. We talk about bad quarterback. But believe it or not, I want him with the Bears over who they got. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's how bad Trubisky is. But I'm saying, it wouldn't surprise me. <clears throat> the SFL just printed their schedule just yesterday. It wouldn't surprise me if Jameis was with the XFL next year. Oh, it wouldn't surprise me. And that's why I think he should be going. But I got the books in this game. Who you got in this game? The next game in the Broncos at the Colts, the line is Indianapolis by six. Give me the give me the Colts in the line. I think the Colts are a good team. I think the Broncos are a feisty team, but they can't get it done. Secretly, I'm a Marlon Mack fan. I think Marlon Mack gets the job done. Whenever I, he gets it done. When he one of them players who like he, he I don't want to say he's better than Curtis Martin, but he a better in my mind, he's a better version of Curtis Martin. He's better than Curtis Martin than me. Uh, I ain't even got to think about it much. As great as Curtis Martin is, I think Curtis Martin is also a product of, you know, volume. Uh, he was good, though. He was talented. But I, I agree with you, Amal. Like, I like him so much. I drafted him twice last year and this year. I got the Colts in this game. Colts sneaky good. And I, and I think he's starting to lose the sneaky off of it. I think they're just good. They're well coached. And there's something that all these teams aren't these days. They're balanced as hell. Balanced attack with good defense. You can go up and play anybody. And I think that's what the Colts have. Broncos are really. They play hard. They got terrible coaching. They good. God almighty, Joe Flacco look like trash. Just traded their best wide receiver in Emmanuel Sanders. He's out of there. Went to San Francisco. Wish he would have went to the Patriots. Um, but, and we'll talk about that later on. But I think uh, I think the Colts. And whatever the line is, I don't care what the line is. I think they got their cover. Who's the next one? The Bengals at the Rams. The Bengals are on seven. The Rams are four and three. The line is the Rams by 13 and a half. Um, the Rams are finna look so overrated. I Give me the Rams and give me the line because the Bengals suck. But my God, the Rams aren't that good. You really just want to have the Rams. The Rams got a good stretch of get back right games. They were really Yeah, but that's a whole bunch of fools. Got like, it's a whole bunch of fools gold games. I ain't nobody saying it way. I'm just saying they, they, they getting back right. They got down. They tuning it up. They don't check. They don't pop the hood. The new spark plug, wise, all that kind of good shit. Chain the oil. Hey, you, been, you got the Falcon first. Got your mojo. You got your mojo back. This one here gonna get your juice and your confidence up. That's how you do it. You gotta get a few pit me fights, man. You seen Rocky? What Mick told him? You you setting them fights up, Mick? No, nah, no. Nah, I just I just wanted to get you in the right direction. That's what the Rams got. They gotta get in the right direction, baby. Give it to them. Give me the give me the line and give me the Rams. Hell, you talking about next game, please. <laughs> The Cardinals and the Saints, the line is the N.O. by 10. I think New Orleans win. I don't think they cover, but I think they win. I think they win and they cover because the Saints, as good as Kyler Murray is performing as a rookie, uh, the difference between the two of them is the Saints have a good team, and the Cardinals really is a bad team. They're all said and done. But they are outperforming uh, their talent, and I give kudos to that. And I don't think it's the coach. I think the coach is still a college coach. I, I think he had a lot of growing to do. It just goes to show the talent of Kyle Mirror. And, that, and that's what I think it is. We both got the Saints next game, please, sir. The Jets at the Jags. Give me the line the Jags by six. Give me the Jags. Sam Darnold look like shit. Not just Sunday in general. I think the people that line I'm seeing ghosts. I think that's his career. 
I think he's overrated. I think he had one good game against a shitty Dolphins team who they beat. The Jets suck. He sucks. Adam Gates suck. I'm like Tupac. If you like them as an organization, then fuck you. They suck. They're horrible. Just really Le'Veon Bell's overrated. They just suck. They sucked that crack off all that week. Sucked them off. And then he went up there through five pits for 85. How he only had 85 yards in the game is beyond me. Um, boy, Le'Veon Bell better get the fuck out of there. He is, these are graveyard years for his career. Oh, he not getting on another contract. Like, whatever contract they sign, ain't nobody looking yeah, he he's it's over for him, and it, and this team is gonna prove the next game is gonna prove why it's over for him and running backs. But like, it's over for him. Like all that big money payday, Melvin Gordon, you fuck. Like, it's a shame. I don't. It's not my money, so I don't care. But like, these are two guys who are just. No, it ain't Melvin Gordon. It's Ty Gurley and Le'Veon Bell because they got their money, and neither one of them is performing. No, well, Ty Gurley got a mega deal. Remember Le'Veon Bell? His deal like two notches below Ty Gurley deal. Cause he set out because he wanted Ty Gurley deal, but they paid him twelve. So you know what I'm saying him and Ty Gurley got the money and not. But Matt, the deal with them is Ty Gurley not performing for whatever reason. Nobody quite knows, and it's still a mystery. Le'Veon Bell just is a horrible team. He's uh, Le- to me, Le'Veon Bell overrated anyway. Well, that's another discussion because I disagree third. So we might as well go on to the next game. Who you got? Next game in Carolina and San Francisco. The line is San Francisco by five and a half. I think San Francisco win, but not by five and a half. I don't trust Jimmy G. I trust Kyle Shanahan. And this is a team where they got three running backs. Matt Bashebel, um, I forgot the other two. And, like, they're showing you running back. Huh? Tevin Coleman. And they got one more they run. So, like, again, you can have Le'Veon Bell. You can have the E-Caps. We'll just run we just have a good line and three decent running backs. I think they win. I think they win bigger than that. Um, I think that Will Allen shit might be over with. That defense is good enough. All that keep giving it to Christian McCaffrey shit. They gonna. I mean, Jesus Christ! I, don't, I haven't seen nobody use like this in a long ass time. It was That wasn't a quarterback. He almost touched the ball more than a goddamn quarterback. But I think they win, and I, I take the line. I guess that's leave us with the last one, don't it? Uh, we still got a couple more games. We we got the Browns and the Patriots. Oh, I thought you were going to – you haven't named our team yet. Are you going to save them for late? I always say the fact for late. All right, well, come on. Give me the next one, sir. Browns and the Patriots. The line is New England by 12 and a half. Give me New England. Give me the cover. Give me New England. Give me 20. Yeah, you talking about – they're going to beat the shit out of the Browns. Man. The Browns are trash. This is why you don't trade for Odell Beckham. He doesn't move – that wide receivers don't move the needle. Until the league catch up with that, they're going to be in trouble. The league keep over, overvaluing a, a position. And it's by far wide receiver. I don't know where this comes from, but all this wide receivers, important shit. You want to talk about three running backs. So it, you see how Tyler Lockett looked with Seattle? You see how that kid in Miami? Like, it doesn't matter. If you run a rock and catch the ball, you can goddamn it. don't matter who it is. We can scheme your ass open. So give me the Patriots. We do it the Patriots way. Big up to my boy, Muhammad Sanu, man. I'm, I'm happy for him that he's going somewhere to go get a ring and not stand with that bullshit and undervalue as a Falcon. Um, the reason why I wanted Emmanuel Sanders to go here because Emmanuel Sanders seems just like the prototypical Patriots wide receiver, that small, shifty, good, smart uh, wide receiver, even though Muhammad Sanu is there too. But I really wanted Sanu to go to the 49ers and reunite with Kyle Shanahan and really put dick 
in the Falcons in the weeks to come. Well, I I feel like Emmanuel Sanders is better than Muhammad Sanu, period, but also for the role that the Patriots will use him for. Yeah, that's true. He's going to be a he's a real utility player, and I think Bill Belichick takes advantage of everything Muhammad Sanu does. Yeah. And that's going to be refreshing to see. Yeah. Next game is the Raiders at the Titans. The line is Houston by six and a half. The Raiders at the Texans. The line is Houston by six and a half. Give me the Raiders. You got who? I got the Raiders. <laughs> the Raiders. You really got the Raiders in this. Why? They're, John Gruden is a they're well coached. They are. Like I, I know it's a. You would not think that they are a well coached team. And Houston is not a well-coached team. And I am hot and cold on Deshaun Watson. I'm hot and cold on Derek Carr. I like Josh Jacobs. I just think the Raiders are – if you saw that Green Bay game, the Raiders were in that game until the end. Exactly. So I I, I just think they win. I think they're a better team. I think they're a better coach, and I think they're a better team. I thought when they hired John Bruton 10 years, $100 million a lot. I thought when they hired that John Gruden, he, you know, the last few years with Tampa Bay, he wasn't nothing that, you know, moved a needle. And maybe he lost some of it. John Gruden is a hell of a coach. People can say what they want to say about John Gruden. And people hate on John Gruden in media. I hear people hating on him for a lot of times. I don't know why. But they hate on John Gruden. John Gruden does his job, man. That team is not all that talented. And he gets every ounce of it out of them. That being said, I got the Texans. What's the line? The line is Houston by six and a half. I don't know about six and a half, but I got the Texans for sure. Who else you got? The eight o'clock game is Green Bay at Kansas City. And it's a shame Patrick Mahomes is hurt because I think that this is the game everybody wants to see. Or a game everybody wants to see a mono and mono quarterback duel. But the line is Green Bay by four and a half. I say Green Bay wins, but I don't think they cover. I think Andy Reid is good enough to keep the game close. It is a game everybody wanted to see, and it is a shame. I do think they cover. Green Bay is hot. Matt Moore? Fuck him. Um, oh, yeah, Matt Moore. I mean, he good for this. Like a team who needs uh, a team who needs this, he can do it. Hey, we're not about to suck off, man. Boy, I mean, it's not no reason to suck him off. He's just a, a player who can do what he can do. He can do what he needs to do. The only reason why Matt Moore is good in this situation, to my, in my opinion, is because they don't have tape on Matt Moore with this system. That's it. Otherwise, it's a blowout. And it is a shame. This would have been the game of the, of the almost of the season up to this point if Patrick Mahomes was playing in it. Patrick Mahomes against Aaron Rodgers. Oh, that's that's the stuff that dreams are made of. Unfortunately, we won't be able to see it. So, give me Green Bay in the line. All right, Monday night is the Dolphins at the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I don't understand. I don't understand why they don't flex these. I don't understand how ESPN always get held with the shit game of the week. Because you can't flip. So part of the deal with them getting Monday night was that they conflict games. So why would you even choose some of these games? They don't choose them. They just get assigned the games. Oh, they just give it to them. Yeah, Man, they been getting fucked every freaking week. That's what. So part of it. So the part of it was that the NB the end um NFL NBC on on Sunday night America's Night Football Night or whatever it's called. They they're the only ones who can flex the game. 
That's why you see them flexing, and then Monday night gets caught with the bag if they had the good game. Whoa. Another bullshit game. ESPN, I didn't worth watching Monday Night Football, honestly. And then you got, and then the booth ain't shit. And like you got John Gruden in there anymore. Al Michaels and John Madden. Who in so, the? I haven't even heard that much. Tessitore and Booger McFarlane? Oh, Booger McFarlane not on the field anymore. Just Tessitore and Booger. I like Joe Tessitore. Well, you know, you know, Jason Wynn went back on the went back to the Cowboys. So how's Booger McFarlane? Pittsburgh by 14 and a half. Oh, that's bullshit. They're not that good. Oh, this is actually one of the winnable games the Dolphins can have. I think, I think the Redskins is a winnable game they can have. I think the Dolphins lose and lose like a motherfucker, but I don't think about a 14 and a half. No. I got Pittsburgh, though. Who you got? Pittsburgh. Which lead us to the creme de la creme. I meant the Seahawks at the Falcons. There is no line for the game because Matt Ryan, they don't know about Matt Ryan. But It doesn't matter. I mean, the Seahawks win the game. What If you were setting the line, what would you set the line for? If I was setting the line after the Rams just beat these folks by 27, I, I would set it, I don't know, I would set it about two touchdowns. I would set it about two touchdowns. That's real high. So me, without knowing, right now I would set the line at probably eight and a half. I would say two touchdowns. What else? Nah. Uh, well, yeah. The Falcons don't look good. They play bad teams tight and lose, and, they, and good teams beat the hell out of them. And then you got middle-of-the-road teams like the Rams that beat the shit out of them. So, nah. I would say the fortune. I got the Hawks winning this game. Uh, the travesty would be if they start Matt Ryan going into the bottom. Uh, even if you're going to bring him back, don't bring him back for this game. After he just got hurt. Let him sit out these next two games and heal up. And then, because you don't want a Patrick Mahomes situation with some freak accident, let him sit. But I don't think there's I think they're the same kind of stupid team to play him. I think that's the problem with the foul. Any more thoughts on the week before we get out of here? Yeah. Who gets some head right here? What do you know what we used to do? Who get head and who do what? Oh, you suck. You suck and who get head? You suck, go to the Falcons. <laughs> oh, you don't even have to think about it. Oh, you, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know who else to go to. Oh, I add you suck, Mitchell Trubisky. Boy, he says you suck over them all. And let me add you another you suck. Uh, the Eagles. You go and get embarrassed like that by the, by the, by the Cowboys? You suck. Sam Darnold. That's who sucked, the, who sucked the most of everybody last week. Five interceptions, 85 yards? Oh, yeah. Sam Donald, you suck. Without a doubt. Now, who do you think gets some head right here? The Patriots. Patriots way. Patriots way ain't laying every way, don't they? Yeah, the Patriots get some head. The Packers get some head. Yeah, I hate to say it, but New Orleans get some head. Sean Payne gets some head in that instance. Uh, I'm gonna tell you who gets from here is uh, 
My boy Lamar Jackson, man. Went up to the Seahawks and did his thing. Went the fuck off yet again. He's the man. Yes, high fives all around. Uh, got down Jacoby Brisket. Uh, Brisket looking like a real quarterback in this motherfucker, man. A real quarterback. So you got to get him a little bit. And that was a division game. Uh, and that's about it for me. I, I got to say, those are the two that really stuck out to me. And they get dead. All right. This has been DigitalDaring.com. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend.